That's Uno Hype again. Man, I'm so glad I found that guy. He is amazing at rap music. Welcome. My remote down there. Put the music off and welcome to episode 28 of the Sunday Punch Podcast. Uh, again, that was Uno Hype. He was dope. Uh, I think he's from San Francisco. Seriously, check him out. Go to Spotify. Uh, I like every single one of his songs, and uh, he's converted me to a, a full-on, full-blown fan. Him, Bro Brotion, um, who else? Kai Straw, all amazing artists. Although, I, I gotta say, if, if I was gonna be anything, it would definitely be a rapper. I mean, that would be the best job in the world. To me. Is rap artist gangster rap artist i mean when i was uh in college i had a uh i had a dream i had a dream that i as white as i am could possibly be a rapper one day um didn't happen like anything else you know everyone likes to think that everybody you make a song you're an overnight success right you're justin bieber no no most people have to have investment behind them for you have to have the talent you have to have the talent but you have to have the investment behind you you could be the best cook in the world this is what i always say you could be the best cook in the world but uh if nobody gives you enough money to open a restaurant or if you don't have it already then you know you're just a really good cook so Weirdly, I couldn't get the invest. They just looked at me and, you know, they didn't see gangster rapper like I saw in the mirror every day when I woke up in the morning. So that didn't happen. But I'm not going to lie. I think I had some skills. Um, yeah, I think I had some pretty good skills. What, maybe we can. I wonder if I can find a beat and like do like a little my first rap here. Let me see here. Let me see what I can do. Okay. Let me see if I can find a beat, rap. I mean, it's not a freestyle. It is my first, um, it's my first rhyme I ever wrote. So it wouldn't be like that. So let me, let, let me turn this back up. Let me see if we can do something here. Episode 28 of the Sunday, who saw this one coming? Episode 28 of the Sunday Punch Podcast. Adam raps to himself in his living room. Okay. Let's see here. Taxi. What's this rap beat? Turning it up. Okay. Doesn't work. Let's go to fire. Okay. Uh. Rap on the uh, episode 28 here. Adam's rapping. Let's go ride. Okay. Let me get into the beat, okay? If you know any hip-hop artist is what they call our breed, um... You got to get into the beat first. So maybe you can hear it in the background here. Okay. Uh. You got to like smoke into the mic, show you're cool, right? At an early age, attracted by this stage, all the glitter, glamour, flashing cameras kept my mind amazed. Wasn't rhyming at the time, had no knowledge that one day soon. Control this audience with every line I say After all, I never stutter Stumble over words you utter Better than these girls, man I ain't like the others Damn right, I never listen Paying nonsense, no attention Mama told me I'd accomplish anything that I envisioned Stage became my mission To one day I started spitting You heard me rhyming, said I'm diamond That's been hidden I got talent, I got rhythm Only thing that I was missing Some direction Till I heard my daddy said I listened Oh, and it came right into the beat. I don't know if you heard that. Okay. 
I might have to get back into rap. I may, I know that made everyone super uncomfortable, so I'm going to stop that. But come on. I mean, imagine being a rapper. Like, best job in the world. Like, oh, what do I got to do today? I got to shoot a music video. I got to either go to the studio, smoke and drink, and write some awesome, you know, listen to some great beats by my producer, and just write some really clever, funny rhymes. Or... It's music video day. You wake up. It's music video day as a rapper. Oh, no. What do I have to do? Go to a yacht and dance around with 50 chicks? What a Wednesday. So I think what I'm, I might do, you know, since I'm 31. You can't be a rapper at 31. But I might be the, the producer, right? Not of the beats. I'm going to be the guy behind the scenes with the money. Not of the beats, but find some talent and give that kid. Uh, so I could find anyone in Chicago. Give that kid, you know, hopefully he's like 18, get him started early. Give that kid the, the backing and uh, use my advertising knowledge. And then just become a rap, like, kind of like behind the scenes producer. So I've been thinking about that a lot. I think I could do it. I think I know the... I, I, I definitely know how to sell a product, right, for advertising. So if I can find the talent, and then I can round up some investors too. We make some sweet videos. We promote them to the uh, – we target audiences. We build our base. And then before you know it, by 21, this guy's the next Drake, and I, I get to, like, sit courtside at the, at the Bulls games because he's like, oh, I'll never forget you, man. You gave me my start, I'm, and you're going to be at the at the court side. And then I get all the money, too, and I don't have to deal with any of the fame. So it might work out for me in the end pretty, pretty swimmingly, if I may say so myself. Um, he's he's going to have to have some cred, might have to get shot. Who knows? That'll be part of the interview process. Hi, young man. Have you been shot before? No. Get out of the audition, then. I only work with street cred artists, okay? What am I talking about? I mean, I already know Don Guetta. I wonder how old he is. You got to get started early with this stuff. And then you got to, you know, build up the following. And then once you get the following, you talk to maybe like a entertainment lawyer because he's got the connects, right? Be like, look, all of our videos are getting like hundreds of thousands of views, if you could hook me up with the connect, you know, and then you attach your name to a bigger artist, and then you just go from there, day by day, day by day. And then before you know it, you're, you're a rap mogul. Then you're Dr. Dre. All right, well, I should probably get started on that, you know, sooner rather than later. I mean, I am 31, but um, a little update from my end. I uh, Right before this podcast, I went to Cadella aesthetics because I sweat too much underneath my armpits. So I was talking to uh, my friend Kate and she said, you know, if you inject Botox into your armpits, then you won't sweat for like three to six months. And I was like, that sounds really awesome. Because right now my current situation is I just put like I order these these things these I mean they're basically maxi pads but for armpits off Amazon and then I tape them into my shirts and uh, I mean I'm sweating right now and then I tape them into my shirts and it kind of like you know sucks it up like a maxi pad and but then like that's kind of ruining my shirts because then all that sticky stuff from the maxi pads getting on all my t-shirts and summer's coming up in Chicago and uh, I, I really think there's some sort of science to being in the cold forever, your body getting used to it. And then when the summer hits, I sweat like a freak show. Like, I don't mind my, like, hair or my head getting sweaty. It's just, like, when you're out and you can clearly see a giant, like, puddle underneath your arm, it's just not a good look when you're trying, you know, I'm still in the dating scene. I'm still trying to go up to girls this summer. I've, you know, I had to take a year off, took my Michael Jordan one year off, you know, it was, it was Corona. I didn't play baseball, but it was coronavirus, right? So I need to get back out there and I can't have sweaty armpits. It just can't be. Plus, I'm going to be nervous. It's been a year since I've like actually gone up to a girl and hit on her. So I need to get that uh, taken care of. But while I was at Cadella Aesthetics, uh, which is 
a cool place actually it's on uh, hubbard street here in chicago and they have like you know you have to like text them they won't let you up without like you texting them first and then they buzz you in so i kind of felt like i was like a secret agent going in and getting my getting my debriefing and uh i went up there and i get in the office and she explains yeah yeah i mean it's a dream come true you're not going to regret it at all you know, the first one probably is only going to last like three, four months. She was like, so I would suggest let's schedule this for like June, mid-June. That's when it's going to be heating up, get you like right through the summer again. Then it'll be a little bit, you know, trail you out in the fall. And then you can just uh, do it again next summer. And I was like, wow, that's great. Because she wasn't pushing me. She was uh, just giving me the best advice possible. And then she was like, well, what else? Like, you need any, because, you know, this is what they do, right? She was like, you got anything else? I saw that you might be interested in Botox. Because I've marked interested. I'm not going to lie. I marked it because uh, my friend Kate said she got it. And, and then my, my friend Luis said she got it. And then I think she told me that her husband got it. And, it, you know, for a guy like me, I've always been more of the uh, Matthew McConaughey rugged look. And uh, so I don't really care that I have some lines in my forehead and whatever. I mean, if you don't like it, you can get out. But I did. I put the interest box. And so she looked at me and said, I see that you're interested in, in Botox for like forehead lines. I was like, I, I, I don't know. What do you think? There's two women in the room. I was like, what do you think? Because my friend Kate said, like, it could be a good preventative. Just get out the the thing. And I was like, but I think it's fine, but I don't know. You're the experts, right? And I was fully expecting them to be like, yeah, let's give you a full, you know, it's what they do. I, I was expecting them to say, let's give you a few injections into your forehead. But uh, they both looked at me and I couldn't believe this. They said, we wouldn't recommend anything. Uh, to be honest, like the one, the head lady said, I, I like men with, you know, a little bit of, you can tell they have thought about things. You know, you have that uh, that that thought that thought wrinkle in your forehead. And she was like, "I like it." And she looked at her friend, and she and her 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 friend, her coworker, and her coworker said, "I like it too." I was like, "So what do you guys think?" And they're like, "Don't do it. I think you look fine." And so I was like, "Fantastic. Let's let's get the sweaty armpits done." And uh, you guys gave me a nice little ego boost uh, leaving this. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I walked out. I was like, I mean, they were so honest. I was like, I thought, you know, they could have made a few extra hundred bucks or whatever it was going to be for the uh, Botox, Botox into my face. But they said it was fine. So I, I walked out and I felt pretty good about myself. Felt like Matthew McConaughey, the rugged look, you know, maybe like James Bond. You know how uh, Daniel Craig always has that like, hmm, hmm, I'm thinking about something look. So I uh, I didn't get it, and uh, I am scheduled for my armpit sweat removal uh, on June 11th, which will be fine. And she said the interesting thing that she did say is, you're still going to feel like you're sweating, which is bizarre. Someone's got to explain the science behind this, but she was like, yeah, we call that uh, – we call that ghost. I, well, I might be making this up. She was like, I, we call that ghost sweating. <laughs> and uh, I was like, but it won't be anything there. She'll be like, no, you'll think you're like sweating a lot. And then you'll look down at your armpits and nothing will be there. And I was like, fantastic. Let's do it. Because then uh, I can't be walking around Chicago with sweaty arms. I just can't. Chicago, uh walking back from the uh, aesthetics place we're back baby we're in full force in chicago people were walking the streets down michigan ave you know doing that doing that half mask thing where you just kind of wear it as a chin strap it kind of shows that you care but without actually doing anything so i a few I, I saw a few chin straps so i was like you know what fuck it i'm doing the chin strap too breathing in that nice air it's like 50 degrees and sunny out perfect day in chicago I'm excited. Things are coming back. Last night, we went to an Italian restaurant, meet Kate Bosker and his uh, girlfriend, and uh, everybody was there eating wonderful, wonderful dinner. It was called uh, Coco Pazzo. I think there's many across the United States. I don't think it's like a Chicago thing. So if you can check out 
Coco Pazzo in your neighborhood, then I would highly recommend. Great Italian food, um, super friendly people that were working, at least that night. Um, we ordered a bottle of wine that was more expensive. I mean, people in this weekend have just been like throwing money away. Like you, this would never happen in New York. They would always upcharge you, right? They'd, they'd inject your forehead with Botox. They wouldn't give a shit. They'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Put some, we want money. But even last night at the uh, Italian restaurant, we we're about to order a bottle of wine. And uh, I think it was more expensive. And the guy said, can I make a suggestion? And we're like, yeah. He was like, there's a cheaper bottle. And for my money, it's way better. He's like, let me get you a taste. Gave us a taste. Let Kate make make the call. She was like, oh, that's delightful. He comes out, pours the wine. God damn, it was good. And really not that expensive, to be honest. I mean, there's four of us. And, uh, I mean, we got appetizers. We got bottles of wine. We got drinks. We got entrees. We got uh, dessert. We got coffee, espresso at the end. It was only like 100 bucks per person. I mean, I spend that on a date night fucking every single time, and that's just for drinks. I've been going to the Hoxton on dates with girls. It's like, uh, I believe it's in the West Loop, and uh, it's a hotel bar, but it's really cool. Super high ceilings, really good music. They have a speakeasy underneath. If the date's going well, you can always suggest you go to the speakeasy. Uh, the roof's going to open in the summer, and so... I'm back. I'm 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 trying to get on dates. I'm trying to, you know, I'm preparing for my sweaty armpits. And so I think it's all back, baby. And uh I mean, once I sign this rapper that I'm talking about, I'm I'm really well on my way here. I, I'm just hoping that the Sunday Punch uh podcast has the reach to maybe get to one of these rappers so that they can uh reach back out to me and uh, you know, really solidify the reputation of Sunday Punch is really what I'm going for. So uh, if anyone's listening, please reach out. And I, I love reaching out to these musicians like Uno Hype in the beginning there in that intro song because I am finding a lot of great new music. I should probably focus a little bit more in Chicago, but, you know, I don't know. I think because I liked one, now I'm getting all these sponsored posts from all these musicians who are advertising on Instagram. So I've just been sending out a, yeah, I've just been sending out tons of uh, inquiries to these guys, and they're super receptive. I'm, I actually tried to get, I'm going to Croatia in, um, no, surprise mom, I'm going to Croatia in August, and I've been uh, direct messaging this guy there called Purple Disco Machine, but he has like hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm just going to keep messaging him, messaging him every day because I would love my buddy Patrick's super into this stuff. I would love Patrick to just look over in the middle of like a set and I'm just like interviewing Purple Disco Machine with my mic that I'm going to bring. That'd be hilarious. You know, he'd be all starstruck. But uh yeah, so that's that trip and uh what else we got on the agenda here? Uh been watching more Bulls basketball. That's been fun. Zach Levine's out. And uh, they can't figure it out, man. The, the, the Chicago Bulls that I'm watching this year might be one of the most frustrating teams. Like, they got it going through first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. And then out of nowhere, they just crumble and they turn the ball over so much. Uh, you know, and at this point in the season, it's like, I guess that's just the identity of the team. They turn it over so much, and they make so many stupid plays. And Zach Levine and Vucevic aren't working together. And, uh, I mean, they lost to the Magic. I mean, Vucevic, he, they trade for him from the Magic. Then they go, and they lose to the Magic. It's like... And Laurie Markinen, oh my God, he's so bad. I mean, he's so bad. He's gone in the offseason, and I'm so glad that he didn't sign. The Bulls were off before the season, the Bulls were offering Laurie Markinen a contract extension, and he wanted more money. And thank God he didn't accept, because tell you what, Laurie, you ain't getting what you want on the open market. 
and the Chicago Bulls aren't going to give it to you, and no one's going to give it to you because Laurie Markkinen for the Chicago Bulls cannot play defense. And he, he's not hitting his shots anymore either. He used to be the offense. You know, when he came in as a rookie, I thought, oh, Dirk Nowinski. Isn't that insane? Puff of the jewel real quick. I literally thought Dirk Nowinski for Laurie Markkinen. Way off. And Kobe, Kobe White, dude. What is going on? He was so promising, although I think we're stuck with Kobe through next year. He's young enough, you give him another shot, right? But, man, just two, two swing and a misses on those. I mean, if I got this rapper and produced for him, I wouldn't even want to go to the courtside seats for these for these guys anymore. And, like, we were supposed to be – the Vucevic change was, like, a nod of, we're going for it. We're trying to get to the playoffs this year. And the play-in game seems like it's going to be so – I mean, it'll be – I'll watch it. It'll be awesome. But it's like, who cares, right? The the 10th seed is the Bulls, I believe, still. Unless they got jumped. They've lost, I think, eight of the last ten. It's like you get to try and make the playoffs, and you're like – 15 games under 500 just seems like not fair. Whatever. They're like, I guess it's like the NCAA tournament. You know, they're going to be the 16 seed going in. And the thing is with the Bulls, they got so many pieces. So I'm just like, what in the, like, what's the problem here? I guess the rotations are still being ironed out by Billy. I don't know. I'm highly disappointed in the Bulls because I was so pumped when they got Vucevic. Can't even watch them anymore. So, I don't know what I'm going to watch tonight. Do I have my phone here? I think there's a UFC fight on tonight. Let me double check. Bear with me. UFC. UFC schedule. Yeah, today, Robert Whitaker versus Kevin Gastelum. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Masvidal one with uh, Usman is next weekend because these guys look. I mean, I know these guys, but it's like I don't think any of them are. None of them are stars. That's for sure. No women on this card. <clears throat> Yeah, let me look up the next event, though. Go to ESPN here. You know me, I always enjoy a good blood sport. Yeah, April 24th is uh, Usman Masvidal 2. Let's check out that card. We got Usman Masvidal 2. Um, oh, okay. You got that Chinese lady fighting the other lady. <laughs> Details people major details uh, that card kind of sucks other than Masvidal Usman whatever that's gonna be a good fight although who knows with Masvidal has he like been working out I don't follow him anymore he was going a little too crazy on Instagram so I don't follow him anymore is Usman gonna stomp on his foot again that seemed to be his move last time oh shit I forgot to shout out. So my buddy Matt Jones had his uh, first child. Happy birthday to Conrad Jones. The heir apparent to Sunday Punch Sports was born, people. Man, that's got to be scary. I don't know what I would do if, if I had a kid. I'm not ready yet. Who knows if I'll ever be ready. I would be really scared if I had a kid right now. I mean, the biggest thing on my mind right now is eliminating sweat from my underarms. So that's a, it's quite a large jump to add the responsibility of a child. You know, when, when the pros and cons of weighing an underarm Botox injection is keeping you up at night, I, you know, what would a child do? Who knows? Definitely not ready, though. Okay. Um... 
What else did I want to discuss on this episode? Oh, if anyone's wondering, Sean Khan, he, uh, I can't go into details, but let's say he had to get the Sunday Punch lawyer involved. So I'm hoping Sean Khan will be back next weekend. And I'm hoping that we have this, this, uh, I don't know if he's a comedian. I keep saying this comedian. He's really funny on Instagram. I don't know if he does stand up or not. Uh, Tim Cerniglia. And so I'm hoping to get him on next, uh, next Saturday. But, uh, who knows? We got to, uh, guys, we got to pray for Sean. Gotta pray. I don't know if you're religious. Gotta pray for Sean Con. Cause I'm gonna be honest, I uh I miss the guy. As much as I love sitting solo in a room talking to myself about underarm sweat, possible rappers that I wanna sponsor, um what else have I talked about? Italian restaurants, but I miss the banter with Sean, you know? I miss having a guest, a third party. And uh, some of that was, I was going to do a guest, <laughs> again, I was going to do a guest this time, but I was like, wait a second, Adam. If you do get botulism injected directly into your forehead, you don't really want to have a guest on. And then, because if I did that, I was going to have to do an all audio episode instead of video. And it's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't believe I was even considering getting Botox in my forehead. It's just this constant, when people are constantly talking about something, like at brunch, at dinner, I did it, he did it, it's fine, nothing big deal. You just start, like, it becomes normal to you, right? Oh, oh okay, maybe I'll check it out, you know? The main the main thing was the armpit sweat, but maybe I'll ask, right? Or maybe I'll get something injected in my forehead. And that's how it starts. And and by the way, do you think they would have said the same thing to a woman? A 31-year-old woman walks in, has some lines on her forehead like I do. Do you think they say, nah, I think it looks good. I'd be willing to bet $5,000 that they would not have said that to a 31-year-old woman. They, they would have been like, yeah, we could get a, we could put a couple, they call it units into your head. We could put a couple units into your forehead. They would have done that with a woman. Not fair. Society's not fair, people. God darn double standards. Uh, actually, at the Italian restaurant, had a great conversation Um I am a big believer, and you can disagree with me all you want. But I think deep down, women, if given the chance, would switch to being a man. Like, born as a man. It's just easier. You know, I, I, I feel for women, because... I'm not one of these guys that when I see like these like movements or like the marches or like the pay gap or stuff like that, like I feel for women because I wake up every day and say, thank God I'm a guy. And the way I explained it to them last night, cause they're like, no, no, I, we'd much rather be women. I was like, oh, let me break it down for you. Let me break it down. Let's go off the basic foundation of safety, right? I've never walked down a dark alley or let's not even go down like the most dangerous place, right? I've never been out at night and thought to myself, okay, I'm getting a little nervous because uh, anyone could attack me right now. Never crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. Never been with a, a woman and thought, Okay, uh, it's getting a little, it's getting a little too far here, and uh, I, I feel unsafe. Never thought about it all. So let's start with the foundation of safety, right? Being a man's way better. Being a man's way better when it comes to safety. Now let's jump, uh, let's jump up a level. Okay, um, just general life, growing up constantly and some I'm generalizing okay constantly thinking about the biological clock what do I want to do do I want to be focused on career do I want a family if I have a family 
what will happen after I have a family as ter- in terms of career-wise. Am I going to want to do the crazy hours at work anymore? Do I really want this? Guys don't think like that. Generalizing again. I'm sure there's plenty of guys that would like to just be a stay-at-home dad. Fuck it. I would like to become a stay-at-home dad. It'd be great. Come on. Hey, 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 little Johnny, let's go out and play some football. Let's throw a frisbee. I'll take you to soccer practice. I'll get really involved in the games and the strategy. I'll read the, I'll, let's do homework together. I would like to learn, I would like to relearn some things. You want me to learn how to cook? Have it ready when you come home? I love cooking. You kidding me? I love cooking. I'll cook all night. Love a fresh set of laundry. Nice smelling laundry I could do. Would love it. But what I'm saying is you got all that shit, right? And then you got to deal with your work career. And I'm some women, after they have a kid, they probably are like, why, why the fuck am I doing this shit? I would much rather hang out with my family. So you got to think about that because it is on a clock. You can't just wait forever. Like men can just wait forever, right? It's not on the back of our mind, just like the safety is not in the back of our mind. So that add, that relieves a lot of stress. Then, okay, now you're in the office, right? As a woman. You're in the office and uh, people are treating you differently. Guy acts like a, you know, an alpha male. He's assertive. He knows what he wants. He's a leader. Woman acts like an alpha male. Fucking bitch. I'm just telling you what it is. Okay? I, I, I don't want it to be like this, but I'm telling you what it is. They, trust me, everybody knows this, okay? Because the med schools have class, business schools have classes, med schools have classes of how to operate as a woman in a male-dominated environment, Right? So back to my point, guys assertive, leader, girls, girls alpha, bitch, which leads me actually to that point. There's a great line in Mad Men when Peggy's moving up the ranks, wants to become like a senior copywriter there. And she's talking to the manager for one of the comedians that's in one of the commercials. And the manager is the wife of the guy. Older woman. You know, made her mark in this world, making money, manager, entertainment manager. She says to Peggy, she says, don't try to be a man. That'll never happen. And they won't respect you for it. Be a woman. It's powerful stuff when done correctly. I thought that was a great line, right? And I don't know what they're teaching. Maybe they're teaching assertiveness or whatever, but... The perception's different. Not fair. Again, check mark on the guy, on the guy section. Way better to be a guy in that scenario. If you believe in the gender pay gap, I personally don't. Oh, God, here we go. People's heads are exploding. I just don't think there's some cabal in the same, you know, whatever you negotiate for is what you're worth, okay? how it is. The boss at a company is trying to pay everyone as little as possible. It just so happens that, and it's not fair again, statistically women can be bullied a little bit more. Should, now that should probably go on the, the hire uh, or the, uh, the person hiring should probably know that and not bully, but it's, it's just, you know, an unconscious bias. So, Is there a pay gap? I, I just, if you know your shit and you're tough in a negotiation, I think you're going to get paid the exact same as a guy would. I don't think, you know, in the majority of things, I'm sure there's sexist people hiring and say, fuck her, I'm not going to get pay her the same I would pay a guy. Sure. Again, that's a perception thing. I don't think there's anything the government, I mean, you're required to pay people the same, okay? Like, so harping on it on these speeches like Joe Biden or or any Republican, oh, the, the pay gap, although I think the Republicans are kind of op- have opposition to it, but 
the pay gap, blah, blah, blah. Look, read any economist paper on it. It's a myth. But, okay, let's say that you believe in that. Okay, there you go. You get paid less, too. Oh, okay. So, check. Guy, check. Then, moving forward, after you come back, let's say, you, get, you have the career. You have the family. You have the husband. Let's say, worst case scenario, you guys get divorced. Girl with a kid, baggage. Guy with a kid, oh, he's a good dad. I'll go on a date with him. He can still get a younger girl, too, if he's successful. Oh, she's good around the kids. Oh, yeah, let's keep her around. Girl with a, or I keep saying girl, woman with a kid. Oh, baggage. Oh, I'm, I'm attracted to younger girls. The, there's just less in the market for you. And it just sucks. And then let's go back to this Botox thing. The expectation of all of this like beauty products and staying young forever, whereas a guy can be like rugged and Matthew McConaughey-esque and still be good looking, whereas the girl has to go through all this bullshit. Isn't there like more taxes on tampons and shit too? You got to get all this extra shit. You got to pay for all this extra shit. No wonder we pay for dinner. I hear guys, we should split. No, fuck you, motherfucker. They got to pay for a lot of shit that you don't even know about just to show up to the date. So another check mark for guys there. Um, although I will say, I, I think I convinced my mom into this once and she said, uh, yeah, but a guy can't do this. And this is what a woman can do. A woman can go into a party and leave with a completely different life than one she walked in with. I thought that was a good point. Little old-fashioned, because that means you're hitching your wagon to a successful man, right? But you could. Guy with nothing. <laughs> a guy with nothing walking into a party is not going to leave with some rich hot chick. It's just not going to happen, okay? The guy has to, like, save the damsel in distress. I'm convinced guys would, would, would seriously date, like, a homeless woman if she was hot. They would. They'd be like, "Do you, you don't know her story, dude. You don't know her story, okay? They'd be like convincing. Well, first you got to convince yourself, right? So you got to come up with whatever. She, dude, all the obstacles in her life, no wonder she wound up on the street. But, God, she kept fighting. She's so person. And then like, you know, all your buddies are like, yeah, okay, whatever. She's just super hot and that's why you like her. So, I wake up every morning, and I thank God that I'm a man. It's not fair. It's not fair. But, even after all that, last night, I taught, and they, they still, you know, people don't want to admit that they'd rather be something else, right? No, I'm happy, as is. Are you? Is that, yeah, okay. Yeah, you wouldn't rather have any benefits? Okay. Because I'll tell you right now, I'd rather be a seven foot two black guy. I would. I want to be in the NBA. Whoa, 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 Adam. Just because you're a seven two black guy. Now, you're, do you mean that all seven two black guys have to be in the NBA? No. If I was a seven two black guy, I would practice basketball forever. <laughs> Come in. You got you to gotta study for school. I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my future. I'm doing I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to do the bare minimum in, in school. And they're just going to pass me all the way through and I'm just I'm going for the NBA here. Ma, dad, pa, ma, pa. I'm going for the NBA here. I'd love to be a 7-2 black man. God, I wish I was a 7-2 black man. Just towering over people. People, you walk in, it's like it's a, it's it's already like you're the man in the room. Obviously. Now, now I guess the next question would be like, well, why wouldn't you just be a seven-two white guy? I just, I'd rather be black. 
I just would. I just think it's way cooler. Seven two white guy, like the only guy I can think of in the NBA that was like that tall was like Sean Bradley, and he was always like a nerd. Shaq always seemed like a G, you know. Shaq was like, oh, Shaq's the man. <laughs> if Sean Bradley was the man, I'd probably want to be a seven two white guy, but I want to be a seven two black guy, and that's that. Can they make that happen for me? After my armpit sweat surgery, can they make me into a 7'2 black man? Have we gotten, have we, has science advanced enough for that to happen? Let me check. My phone went off. I got to text, I got to check this text message. Ah, oh, man. We started off a little rough there. I'm not, I, or maybe, maybe we didn't, but um, I was kind of scrambling. I didn't write any notes because I, I got to be somewhere in, uh, Oh, in an hour now. Yeah, I got to be somewhere in an hour, so I didn't write any notes for this. I thought maybe Sean was going to pull, like, uh, you know, the Kobe and, and hit me up last second, hit the game winner, invite me over. Um, so, didn't happen. But I thought we started a tad rough on the uh, beginning because I didn't have any notes. But I thought that whole guy versus girl thing was pretty good. All right. Let me uh, Let me look at this text message. <laughs> oh yeah, so I, I told the people from last night that the uh, the ladies at the Botox store told me that I looked good and I don't need Botox in my face. And then um, the my buddy Bosker said, "Damn, dude, Kate's painter is going to be so into you and your non-sweaty armpits." So this is a cool thing that Kate's doing. Kate, we're going to get her on the podcast eventually. We were talking about it last night, but uh. So instead of the videographer at the wedding, now listen to this. Instead of the videographer at the wedding, they're hiring a live painter to paint the entire scene of the wedding, like people and all. But it's not like going to be like photorealistic. It's going to be like kind of like a Monet. It'll be just like, oh, there's people. We get it. It's a wedding. And then you can hang that in your home. Constant reminder of the good wedding you had. Because really, let's be honest. The, the wedding videographer thing is great in theory, but who's watching that shit as I talk, as, by the way, as I'm saying this, as I talk to a camera as if, you know, everybody in the world wants to watch the Sunday Punch podcast. They want to watch me react to Taylor Swift. Outside of that, I, we don't get much views, but... Other than that, I mean, even yourself watching it back, it's like, are you going to do that? I'd rather just have the painting and passing and, and have, like, the nice little memory boost. Because otherwise you're like, hey, you want to you want to stream the wedding on the TV and relive that again? It's like, no. And then everybody posted on Facebook. Newsflash, no one gives a shit just wanted to let you know your wedding stuff your your wedding video on facebook no one gives a shit okay just wanted to get that out there so i told kate i was like well if you're getting a painter and i gotta one up you i gotta get a sculptor at mine <laughs> one block of marble sculpt this wedding i'm gonna try and uh do you think i could probably you think I could hit on the painter while she's painting for this wedding? I saw her in a picture. She looks pretty cute. Or is that too much? She's working, right? I shouldn't do that. But maybe I stop by and say, wow, looks pretty good. Paint, paint often? Question mark? See what she says? You know? Never know. I'd love to date a painter. She's got her studio. She's painting. She could paint me sometimes. It all comes back to me, doesn't it? But she could, um, you know, she could like really, we could go to Paris and she could tell me about the history, the art history there. It's really just a benefit for me. Now that I'm, now that I'm going through the benefits, it's like, it's all about me getting like a free tour guide to Paris and then also getting like free paintings. I enjoy a good painting, but I went to the Art Institute here in Chicago and uh, not super thrilled, not going to lie, not super thrilled. Um, there's too much too much landscapes, right? I, I need like, 
I need to walk. I, I much prefer just going into someone's home and they have some like really cool piece of art on the wall. And then I, uh, I enjoy it for a brief second. When, when it's like becomes a field trip is when it, it's too much for me. Although they did have this dope expedition. I don't even know if that's what they call it, but, um, and that's definitely not an exhibition. Well, I said expedition, whatever the fuck that means. It's a um, a cool uh, display, let's say, of like um, ancient uh, weapons. And I was like, damn, this shit's wild. Someone like used this sword in war. And then that like brought me to like, thinking god this this shit's nuts because this wasn't that long ago they were just using like some like sharpened blade and you fast forward to me and now they got like drones and all this other bullshit it's kind of scary no wonder like older people get scared of technology because they think like oh it's going too far right before you know it you're going to be in Blade Runner and you're going to have that augmented reality girlfriend which I would love by the way when is that going to be a real thing let me hit my jewel and think about it I would love the augmented reality girl from Blade Runner god she was so beautiful and like you could bring her around on a USB port what's not to love Where's your girlfriend? Oh, she's in my pocket. Let me get her. She's a great conversationalist. I downloaded that yesterday. That'd be amazing. You could dance with her. Or I think you had to hire a prostitute and then like it would like put her face on the prostitute. I need to rewatch that movie, but yeah, I mean, if you could have like by the way, if they ever created robot, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, like, the first thing to go would be guys. <laughs> I think girls are going to put up with our bullshit. You know, it's always, like, in my mind, it's always, like, oh, all the guys will be able to get a girl that doesn't bitch and moan about shit. But it's really the guys, like, you know, that are, like, worse. I was talking to people at work, and they were like, oh, my boyfriend, he's going golfing, and I have to clean the fucking house and do the laundry and the dishes and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you want you don't want to replace that guy with a robot? Forget about it. I would probably buy, just to see, just to test it out. I wonder if you could test drive, like, a girlfriend robot. Because if they made them realistic enough, and they're getting pretty realistic, trust me, I research it on a monthly basis, um, they look pretty good. I really would have no problem, to be honest, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I really would have no problem showing up to a like a, a party or a, a, a dinner event with a robot. If I liked her, who cares? If you couldn't tell the difference... Right? If AI became so good that you couldn't tell the difference, I'd have no problem with it. I'd probably fall in love with her, to be honest. I'd fall for all the magic. I know it's all just zeros and ones and reactions and, you know, it's all programmed. Not, nothing's real, but I'd fall for it. I'd be like, this is, this is my girlfriend, 00100110. Lovely name for a boy or a girl. Adopt a kid. Adopt a, 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 a kid that has an inclination for rap music. And then full circle, I would make that kid into a famous rapper. He'd be like, yeah, I mean, come on. Look at that story. His dad is, um, well, don't even focus on me. His mom's a robot, and he is a rap bot, as Eminem would say in his song. And then it would be full circle. I'd be there, courtside, Chicago Bulls, watching soft-ass Lori Markkinen uh, play, uh, play tiddlywinks on defense and uh, with my son, who's the rapper, and my robot girlfriend. 
0010110. I haven't forgotten the name. Let's go. Okay. I think that's good for the day. Let's go out on this guy. Um, let me play a song. He reached out to me, and I haven't played the song yet, so I want to make sure it's a good song before I say, oh, check it out. I mean, we, we did the intro with Uno Hype, who's amazing. Let me check out this guy. His name is Ugly Face. Love it. Let me play this song a little bit here. I'm going to fast forward just to see if I like it. Oh, love it. Okay. We're going to go out on a guy named Ugly Face to a song named Woke Up. He's got 12,000 monthly listeners. Good for him. Um, so that's Ugly Face, one word on Spotify. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope to get back at it with the Sean Khan, with the man, the myth, the legend himself next weekend. Uh, weather's getting nice. I'm, I've ordered up the lav mics. I've ordered up the, the, uh, the backdrop with Sunday Punch on it. Let's start doing live podcasts, baby. We got baseball weather. Let's start going to Wrigley. I'm, I'm re-energized, okay? And uh, I'm re-energized now that those ladies said I look fine without Botox. Let's go. 31. Still look good. Uh, so here he is, Ugly Face. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Woke up this morning. We did breakfast on my mind. Vaporize and find myself a peach I'm from California Where peaches grow on beaches And marijuana legal And shirt gone sexy on Like a motherfucker coming from under the shade In a place where we lamp on a bar with the stars No sand on my sneak so I park my car On the beach, keys, valet please While I valet my thing inside a Valerie She got a love Jones I am a Jones, that's south side On my mama's side Miss I-S-S-I to the P-P-I Landing in the O-A-K where they say that we go Hoes love pimp cause we too show I stick by my statement Not even Doc Bateman can stop the ghost in the whip It's out of control since the Coachella show So holla at Tupacalypse Ride proper in the Impala G Show enough, I'm zoning Better at 39 Walking tall, Prince on Ocean Beach And I'll go Let's go Way down south where the palm trees sprout Girls talk sweet but they act talk it out With the assets out Ow. Yeah Boardwalk, boarding. These vans, not Jordans. Coming from the land of the brick house, boarded. A dollar with a plan and a ticket to the ocean. PCH coasting. Now I'm on the sand in my hand on a fortune. I had a Cadillac and a lag belly started. Now I don't use keys when I enter my apartment. But now we on Pacific Gap. I got the gift of gab. None of the nan and nan. These niggas talking. Sipping Quavo in the process with different flavors. I be coughing. A billion women in the mosh pit. Her bitches, hipsters, Moroccans. My homie told me to watch it. This type of lifestyle get toxic. I know. Woke up this morning. We didn't breakfast on my mind. Vaporize and find myself a beach I'm from California Where peaches grow on beaches